Hello and welcome to the Real Film Podcast. My name is Phil. My name is Corey. And today we're going to be talking about the Oscars. Probably gave it away that we've called this podcast like the Oscars 2023 or something like that. But we're going to be talking about the show, the winners, everything Oscars basically, because we here at Real, we we do like the Oscars. I know it's a bit glitz and it's a bit glam and it's a bit rich Hollywood and that, but it's, I don't know about you, but I like having, I like the art of cinema and oscars the oscars the academy celebrate the art of cinema uh, in a nice way uh, so that's why i like to talk about it so before we jump in uh what did you think of this year's show i think it was a little bit different from last year's obviously you had the controversy of will smith slapping the host chris rock um yeah that was uh pretty big news i remember i think i remember because same as this year actually i i didn't watch it live obviously we're uk mm. based so uh, we're not dedicated enough to sit through a four-hour show at like one o'clock in the morning so um i just watched it the day after but i remember waking up um last year and it was just all anyone could talk about yeah but, um i think you're right though I, you know as glitz and glam as the Oscars are, and I don't, I'm not actually a massive fan of the show that much. Um, I, we obviously, enjoy, I think award season takes up quite a lot of, uh, you know, at least a third of the year. So, you know, it's nice to, it, it's nice to see all these films being celebrated and stuff. Um, yeah. And I actually thought the show this year was, wasn't too bad maybe that's because i i was i had the luxury of skipping parts that i didn't want to watch but um (laughs) yeah it seemed pretty consistent maybe that's just because no one was slapping each other maybe yes well i watched it live i was up at the time so it was just kind of like yeah i'm up i might as well watch it um i thought the show itself was okay i don't really like jimmy kimmel as a host I I don't mind watching his show but like like i watch clips of his show and stuff but uh he just has really crap jokes like there was the occasional one that was fine but they were cutting people short left right and center um to make sure that the show didn't overrun but they had time for like that bit with i don't know if you skipped it but there was a bit where he was walking down the aisle talking to people yeah um and it was just really awkward and it was weird um and it just wasn't very funny they brought the donkey out from banshees of inner sharing yeah it was just we've got time for this but you we didn't have time for for you know half the um uh, recipients of the what you know especially when you do things like um uh hairstyle hairstyle and makeup i think the one guy got to talk but the woman just got cut off as soon as she stood up there it was just kind of like i don't care about jimmy kimmel doing his skits i i'm here to see the awards i I want to listen to people's speeches i think they're getting better with understanding what people want but they still miss the primary thing that people want to see people are watching it to see people win and see people's speeches not to watch jimmy kimmel but yeah true like by all means make it like a show um i think it when you don't show all of the awards i think it, it kind of misses out on that uh the point of the oscars which is to celebrate these films um and i agree i agree i don't really find jim McCormick that funny i think he's quite a safe host i think he, yeah. he he's been hosting for a long time so he's good enough um he's obviously a you know american everyone in america loves him um 
but the show's very American anyway, so it, you know it kind of suits it. I, I don't mind him; he's a safe choice, but it doesn't. I'm not yeah. expecting anything unsafe, if that makes sense. Especially after last year, yeah. After last year, I think they wanted to take the sort of the route that they were going to be comfortable with. We'll just have to see how it goes in the future. But anyway, let's go on to the actual awards then. So I think we'll probably won't talk about absolutely everything as much as I think it's good to celebrate shorts probably won't be taught did you watch any of the shorts from this year documentary uh, or no, live action? no need to die um i think apart from that um well we can talk about pretty much everything um and we'll be doing it in the running order just because it makes sense to do it not alphabetically in the order that they came out because partially one thing that i really liked about this year was it's just it just feels like a nice wholesome show like who won felt like nice wholesome choices there wasn't too many surprise i think a couple of people were surprised by certain aspects of it but in general i think it was what most people wanted to win i don't think any there was anyone got blown away by some of the winners so um i think so i think i I mean what what about you personally i mean i know we're going to get into the awards and stuff was there literally anything that you were a bit iffy about obviously you don't have to name them until we get to them but no, there's nothing that that I felt iffy about winning, at least not off the top of my head, if we'll go through and maybe something else will jump out at me, I don't know. But I don't remember thinking anything undeservedly won. And obviously Everything Everywhere won seven awards, which I'm really happy that it did. But I'm not yeah. entirely sure that, like a lot of people were saying they expected like the Fablemans or All Quiet on the Western Front or Avatar to win more or like banshees of inner sharon but the last few years have been different for the oscars and they have been awarding i think ever parasite was the turning point i think in which things have been a bit different and they go for the options in which the general consensus seems to be that like that was the year where everyone thought parasite was going to win uh best international but wasn't going to win best picture and then it did and i don't know ever since then i just feel like they they haven't gone for the safe oscary choices the green books as it were uh that people don't really oh, yeah. want to That's, win yeah that shouldn't but have we won. don't talk about green back <laughs> you know just just as a side note before we get in i was listening to a really interesting story about the whichever company it was who made green book also made first man the damien chazelle okay um, yeah uh biopic and apparently they were pushing for first man to be best picture nominee best picture winner all that sort of stuff but there was that controversy about there not being enough american flags in the film do you remember that no there was lots of (laughs) lots of right-wing americans were complaining that there wasn't enough american flags in the film and that it was like not american enough to be a neil armstrong nasa film and it kind of like got embroiled in that so apparently they universal i think universal paramount someone like that were like well we can't put that one and our our next best option is green book so that's the reason why it got such a sort of awards run which is crazy well i mean it makes sense to me because first man's a better film so it would make sense Uh, that that's their first choice yeah yeah it's a shame i mean i think i remember even saying at the time that uh, i wish first man had been nominated and won more but eh, that's the way it goes anyway we're sidetracking as we always do (laughs) yeah so let's just jump in to the first 
which was best animated feature. Uh, the nominees for this one were Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red, in which Pinocchio won. Was this a surprise to you? Or do you think no, this was kind it, of... No, <laughs> it was. I think this one was pretty dead on, though. I mean, to be honest, yeah. like we've said earlier, a lot of these weren't surprising, but it was kind yeah. of just a very consistent year. Um in terms of personal choice, I think Pinocchio probably deserves it. I was I was a big fan of Puss in Boots. I think that's more shock yeah. factor of how good it why I was expecting it to be versus how good it was. Um, but no, I think it's uh, if in terms of the sort of expectation of it to win, you've obviously got Del Toro's. It's the Del Toro film. He's obviously yeah. uh, won very big in the, in uh, recent years, and he's a very uh, like applauded director isn't he so i think mm-hmm. i think and it's a great film like i love stop motion um yeah i'm really glad there was something they said i think I, it's in one of the speeches that they've done and one of the th- shows they did that they're kind of like happy that stop motion is very much like alive and well and that it's not dying art because stop motion yeah. is my favorite animation i thought pinocchio was a really good example of it yeah, same. And uh, and Del Toro said in his speech at the Oscars that uh, animation is cinema. It's art, and yeah, people definitely. should be. It should be in conversation at all times. She's very right for. The only thing I was going to say is a little part of me wanted Marcel the Shell with shoes on to win. Um, I didn't think it was going to. I just think it's a really cool, really unique film, and it just. Um, I don't know. It just would have been nice. But I'm happy that Pinocchio did win. I think it's a pretty clear winner um yeah yeah and it's like you know del toro get more oscars i'm never going to complain about that that guy should win every oscar all the time no i mean it's pretty consistent in terms of how i rate the quality of the films across this uh across this category because i think to me marcel with the shoes on is such a sweet film and it's Mm. really unique i've never seen anything like that um I do think the film, I mean, obviously this is not the review show, so we're not going to go too much in depth. I do think Marcel with the shoes on runs out of steam a tiny bit as it gets more towards the end. But then again, you know, it's still really good and unique. Like I have no problem. I think, but yeah, in terms of the whole result, Pinocchio was a good winner. Uh, I don't think there was any doubt about it and I don't think anyone's really going to complain about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't we use that to jump on to best supporting actor? Um, which we have Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Inisherin, and then Ki Hu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which obviously Ki won for, which was the yeah. first in the night of uh, feel good, wholesome wins. It's really, really nice for him to get the recognition he deserves. Um, and he spoke a lot about his journey and how he's had to, you know, he's had a very difficult um, life um, and, you know, essentially being, he didn't say it on stage, but, you know, he's essentially shunned out of Hollywood because he's an Asian man with um, a slight speech impediment. And he spoke, I know he's spoken about that before, about how no one wanted to hire him because no one could find any roles for him, um, which yeah. is ridiculous. I mean, this, I think this film just proves it. And I just think he was absolutely, I think he's absolutely brilliant in the role. I I was a little bit surprised of both of the Banshees of Inner Sharon nominees. Um, I think they're both great in the film, but I when I watched it, I was kind of a bit surprised they were both nominated. But 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say no. I'm, I'm glad that Barry got some recognition. Barry Keoghan is fantastic. And he's he's surely going to be uh, uh, an Oscar winner in the future. I uh, just thought this role was... Yeah, I don't know. Th- I, I felt like this film, well, that, that film wasn't about the performances, but, you know, it's still an incredible film. I think I do. I agree with both of them being nominated. Um, more so because, I, to me, no one else really jumps. I think they were both fantastic. Sure. Um I don't really know about Judd Hirsch being nominated. He comes in for one scene, and while it is a scene-stealing performance, uh, I don't. I was quite surprised on that nomination. And Brian Terry Henry's really good in Causeway. I think he's the shining yes. light in that film. So all all good performances. Um, I think Barry Keogh and Brendan Gleeson. I, I obviously I'm like everyone. I really wanted Kihu Kwan to win. Like there was no doubt. Yeah. I think everyone wanted him to win. If it had gone to someone from the Banshees, I, like outside of Kihu Kwan winning, I probably would have been fine with that. Um, but no, I think he fully deserves it. And it's obviously the Oscar, they love a nice narrative, don't they, as well, attached to their wins. Um, yeah. And I think this is a really good one with his sort of, uh, I think the iconicism of him as a kid and then obviously his story of how he's been shunned out of Hollywood and then to come back and be in this film be amazing and win this oscar it's, and he's a really sweet guy as well so he absolutely deserves yeah, it absolutely and it there was lots of nice shots of uh showing spielberg sat because spielberg was sat quite near the front and he did there was yeah. a couple of bits where he looked like a proud dad um oh. uh celebrating uh Key, which say, is nice it's i know awesome. we're um sidetracking here uh and it's this is more to do with like the director nominations they say that this is spielberg's He's the only director to be nominated in six different decades. Is that what they said? Six that decades. That is mental. Yeah. Absolutely so insane, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but he I also no just goes idea. to show that. I mean, I know, I know that he isn't quite the Spielberg that he used to be, but I don't think anyone really batted an eye when he got nominated for The Fablemans, which I do kind no. of think just goes to show how good of a director he is and he'll probably go down in history as one of the best if not the best director of all time and part of that is by having an insanely long career that is just constantly consistent you know yeah i mean sorry i know we sidetracked there a little bit yes that's uh, yes i'll jump back on before i chat about spielberg some more yeah so that leads us on to best supporting actress uh the nominees were angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever uh, Hong Chao for The Whale, uh, Kerry Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu, is that right? Um, Hsu, yeah. I believe. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, which Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis won. Um, yes. Again, uh, I understand the narrative. Uh, this is. I think she's fantastic in this film. Um, for some reason, though, when she won, I think there was a small part of me that was like the teeniest, tiniest bit disappointed. But that's more yeah. because I thought Kerry Condon and Stephanie Hsu were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I, I'm very happy for Jamie Lee Curtis to win, but I think there was a small, teeny, tiny part of me that was slightly disappointed as well. I get that. I think it's really, really nice for her to get recognition because she's an incredible actress and has had a really, really interesting career. And like as she said in her speech... Uh, it's nice to get recognition for someone who's worked in genre film for so long. She's been yes, yeah, she has been a um, centerpiece 
in horror cinema for such a long time now in it you know the the star in arguably the best horror film of all time halloween or at least in my opinion it is um and i just think that she's sort of like she's never really felt like the mainstream star that i think she absolutely deserves to be her getting recognition in that way i think is really really fantastic she's such a she seems like such a good person as well um i was a little bit surprised by the win i don't know i i haven't i don't know who i would have picked from this i think stephanie sue was incredible as well and i think it would have been nice for someone like that someone sort of um i know she's not a new actress but somewhat younger to get recognition would have been great too and also do you know what i really really liked angela bassett in wakanda forever and i yeah. think that would have been yeah, me too. a nice win too because uh, you know we could well try, i try not to talk about marvel for too long but this phase of marvel i think has been kind of shit really the films have been yeah and the tv shows the quality has been right down and and you know i've never been a um shied away from the fact i'm not super into marvel anyway but i think wakanda forever is one of the better films they've made in a really long time it's a really really interesting portrait of grief on how to move on from the death of a loved one yeah, um, definitely. or at least not even could by the end they're not moving on they're just finding a way to that they're, they're starting to move on do you know what i i'm not gonna besmirch jamie lee curtis for doing it i think it's one of those i said this to um someone afterwards i wonder if this is more do you know when they sometimes do like a lifetime oscar yeah 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 but they sometimes do that thing where they give an oscar for someone not necessarily because it's the best performance in that year but it's kind of like you probably should have got an oscar by now you're a fantastic uh performer Uh, i don't know maybe maybe that's what happened here i don't know it comes back to the narrative thing doesn't it i mean you've got here jamie lee curtis who's like the original scream queen like she is the the og horror girl um and she's obviously had this uh long career and she's been wonderful and she's in a one she gives a wonderful performance in this film so it is a celebration and i think we it's like we discussed it it's like those career wins that we do see pretty much all the time i mean like the argument last year was maybe that will smith had a slight career win or even kenneth branagh with his uh, screenplay award last year sure. um but yeah i think actually this is such a stacked category i mean like initially i think everyone thought okay angela bassett's gonna win this and then kerry condon started winning more and more and more to the point where everyone was like nailed on it's going to be kerry condon and then obviously yeah. jamie lee curtis won the was it the sag award i think and uh something like that yeah yeah and then obviously she won the oscar so i, I mean i like I said no complaints and if it is i think as long as they balance those sort of like a career awards with an actual really well-deserved performance i don't mind them so i have mm-hmm. no problem with it at all i just uh, like i said teeny tiny bit of disappointment but absolutely no complaints no i get that so the next category was best documentary feature um the nominees were all that breathes all the beauty and the bloodshed fire of love a house made of splinters and navalny which navalny won now Yes, I have. Unf- I've unfortunately only seen two of the uh, documentaries. I actually saw the winner, Navalny, and I saw Fire of Love. I think Navalny should have won partly because one, it's timely, and that's kind of what you expect yeah. sometimes from the documentary feature. It's a, it's such a, an amazing story, 
um, about the current world we live in as well. And also, there's a rare, some of the best documentaries that are just trying to capture something real, trying to capture something true. Some of the rare ones, I think there's a moment in them. I think back to like The Collective a few years ago. Sure, where yeah. you, you almost can't believe you're watching this on camera. And it's the bit yeah. in Navalny where he rings the person who tried to assassinate him. And it is mental that that is true. Like, uh, it, I was absolutely blown away. But no, um, I thought, again, deserved winner, really. Yeah, I have only seen Fire of Love from this list, which I really liked. But everything that you said sounds true. And, and knowing about like at least a brief bit about all of the films it does sound like the one that would is most deservedly winning and then obviously they had they had his wife up on stage talking about how he's he's in prison now and everything so it just it feels like the right time for that kind of film to win yes um it is quite it's such an amazing yeah such an amazing interesting story i don't think it's the i mean it is obviously a well-made documentary but I don't think it's like the flashiest or anything like that. It is just honest in the story it's telling. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. then on the like the, the flip side of that, you've got Fire of Love, which is absolutely wonderfully made. It's got so much. Um, I think there's a there's a little thing I I noticed is that like the way that it's they sort of narrate stuff in Fire of Love. It's a little bit like it's kind of like bordering between informative and like poetic. It's really nice, mm-hmm. and I pray that Wes Anderson makes a live action fire of love not live well we're just uh, like a, yeah. a fictionalized version it'd be so good <laughs> that would yeah do you know what that's a really really interesting uh comparison i hadn't thought about that but yeah i yes wes anderson if you're listening we know you're listening to our yeah such podcast. a big fan of the podcast clearly yes yes no but please make <laughs> that so next up we have best cinematography uh this was all quiet in the western front Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar, in which All Quiet on the Western Front won. Um, I didn't see Bardo. I don't think I'd ever even heard of it before watching the show. Uh, Looks like an interesting film. I'm really glad that All Quiet on the Western Front won. You know, I don't think we've spoken about it on the podcast yet. Um, I know we both really like it. I think I liked it slightly more than you, though, didn't I? Um, yeah, I think you did, yeah. But I think visually it's an incredibly striking film. And there's a lot of war films nowadays, and there's a, there's a lot of war films over over the years in the history of cinema. So to make a war film that stands out, not just in story, but visually, I think is quite difficult. You have to not so much reinvent the wheel, but you have to do something new to stand out in the war film genre now. And I do think that uh, All Quiet on the Western Front did that. I actually, I think the last podcast we did, uh, we spoke about Empire of Light, or I spoke about Empire of Light. A little part yeah. of me was kind of hoping that it might get recognition, but it's Roger Deakins. He's won a few Oscars and he's going to get nominated for fucking everything he does. <laughs> he's probably one of the best working cinematographers. Um, oh, yeah. How about you? How did you feel about All Quiet winning? No, absolutely no qualms again. I mean, I think you're right. I think you are a bigger fan of this film than I am uh, in some respects, but I cannot absolutely cannot fault it visually. It's stunning. Um, yeah. I I think Tar has some really strong cinematography. I think, to, I didn't, mm. to be honest, I didn't watch Bardo because I'd heard a lot of stuff about it being quite uh, pretentious, and I know... All it, I know oh. 
um, Alejandro and Naruto kind of borders that a lot sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, and I really like Elvis, so I don't think it holds a keys to really to all quiet though, all quiet on the Western Front no. or Tar. So um, no, I'm happy with yeah, the win. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's visually striking. I think you're right. I think there's so many, so many war films out there that I think are trying to be different as well, but sometimes they're just not. Mm. Whereas mm. it kind of seems a bit effortless with this film. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I totally agree. Uh, the next one we had was Makeup and Hair, which had All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, uh, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. Now, this is one of the only, it might even be the only nomination for The Batman, which was yeah. kind of surprising. If anything, I thought it was going to get nominated for um, score, but The Whale won. Um, I can see why. Um, to be honest, a little part of me thought it was going to be Elvis or um, Black Panther, but I mean, Black Panther does get another win later on. Um, how did you feel about this winning? Do you think it was surprising at all? I always think with the makeup and the costume design and things like this, I always think it is uh, they can all. I mean, they've all all the nominees in this category have got great makeup and hair, um, but like, is it narratively? narratively important i suppose the whale is the mm-hmm. most because um and i do think it's impressive um but and i i kind of would have thought elvis might win this though yeah as well i just i don't know um black panther is obviously great and the batman i think it's got that really good the uh really good prosthetics of uh penguin doesn't it that, that colin yeah, farrell's yeah, yeah. in uh but no i think elvis yeah. across the board is pretty spectacular um yeah but no, I do. I, I think I do get the win. It's not like a. It's not an award. I'm particularly like angry that like Elvis <laughs> didn't win or something. It doesn't really um, thingy. But no, I, I do get it. So I, I don't really have any bob, uh, problems with this. A part of me, I, they when they were walking up to the top, they were giving. Sometimes they give facts about the people who won or facts about the film or something. They said something about how they the prosthetics were made in a way to not hamper Brendan Fraser's um uh performance so maybe that was what it was that it um uh the prosthetics used to make him the size that he was were yeah. hampering his performance which was one of the reasons he was able to give such a powerful performance um yeah i don't know yeah. I've, i know i've seen a lot of people talk online about how they should have used um uh an obese actor rather than someone in prosthetics but I've got to be honest, I don't know if that's the kind of thing me and you can really debate about. Um, that's not really our area of expertise. Um, no. But... No, no, don't get me wrong, The Whale is is not without its problems, but it's more about how the yes. film's shot more so than uh, like performance makeup-wise. Um, yeah, definitely. But I think, yeah, uh, like, I don't, uh, like, like you said, I don't think we really can talk about stuff like that. But um, no... I don't mind it, I suppose. So, I mean, let's move on to the next one. Uh, best mm-hmm. costume design, which uh, Babylon was nominated. Uh, one of Babylon's only real ones. I think it was also nominated for score. The... But, yeah, I was going to say, I think um, score was the only other one, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, everything, everywhere, all at once, and Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, and Black Panther won. Um, yes. I guess absolutely no qualms, because... I've always thought the Black Panther films, costume design wise, are fantastic. This woman won best Oscar, be, uh, best costume design at for Black, the first Black Panther film as well. Same woman. Uh, oh, nice. 
yeah that's why when she gets up there to do a speech she says the first thing she says is uh nice to see you all again um oh, nice. she had a great speech as well she said something about how her mum had died earlier in the week or the week before and then she said uh you know chadwick make sure you're looking up like looking after her up there which was really really sweet um but yeah in terms of the win i've got no qualms whatsoever i'd obviously there is babylon nelvis i think there is aspects of everything everywhere that um were really great and i haven't seen mrs harris goes to paris um this is another like category where i think it probably could have gone to any of the films yes i I, i'm I'm, with you i haven't seen mrs harris goes to paris but obviously elvis you've got this you know the time it's set in and the string of like different periods it's running through babylon the time period again uh but then i think the detail of babylon is pretty spectacular so i think um i would argue that it probably deserved a good chance in this and then everything everywhere all at once you have that like the manic multiverse um thing of it just being completely bizarre and i think it's wonderfully made but no the black panther's great and i think just like the first film really um it had fantastic costume i think one of the reasons why i think black panther is a very deserving winner here is something like babylon or elvis uh it being a period drama in some ways for me personally does lean it towards lean it more towards black panther in which they are making a lot of this um they're taking inspiration from things but making something new whereas babylon yeah, and definitely. elvis have a lot to fall back on they're doing a period drama and you have to make it look like it's from that period whereas wakanda forever is taking african culture and making a uh modern sometimes futuristic uh sort of aesthetic out of it and i think arguably that's harder um and i yeah. think you know when they when she was going up they were talking about how uh they 3d printed uh the crown for angela bassett which is an interesting way of doing it and obviously one of the reasons that gives it that sort of more modern futuristic aesthetic um yeah i i I, but again if any of those had won i you know i couldn't really argue i'm not a costume designer but i can see why black panther would win I am a costume designer and I think that, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so the next category was best international film. Uh, nominees were all quiet on the Western front, Argentina, 1985, close EO and the quiet girl and all quiet on the Western front won the Oscar. Um, I feel like uh, there's a running theme since parasite as well. I think I mentioned this last year with obviously it was, um, it was uh, another round. Was it another round last yeah. year that was nominated quite a lot? Uh, no, I think that was 2021. Okay, well, I'm getting my years let, mixed let, up. Let, but... me look, let me look it up, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's just been this string of years now where there seems to be one international film that kind of, like, without a doubt, sticks out and is nominated <laughs> in other categories. And I feel like that one... Oh, sorry, was it last year was Drive My Car? It was. I was, was going to let you finish, but yeah, it was Drive My Car last year. Yeah, um... And I know last year it kind of goes against my point. You obviously had Drive My Car and then you also had uh, The Worst Person in the World. They were both yes. nominated outside of this category. But And it's really nice to see that, that these international films are reaching that uh, level where they can go into these categories because they're finally getting a, a bigger audience. Um, but I think it, it has turned into a bit of a giveaway who's going to win the international award yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if... 
I think All Quiet on the Western Front is the best film in out of all these, but I think they're all very close. Realistically, I Which thought Decision to Leave. To uh, well, to be honest, Decision to Leave should have been nominated yeah. and it should have won. But yeah. Um, I, yeah. we'll skip past that. Um, <laughs> I don't... I, I don't... I, I, I was going to say, I although Decision to Leave 100% should have been nominated and I have no idea why it wasn't, uh, I think All Quiet in the Western Front, in my opinion, is the better film. Um, but, I mean, we can debate about that on another time. Yes, tell you we'll, we'll have to agree to disagree for now because uh, <laughs> I thought it was one of the best films of last year. But um, sure, yeah. I think I would say, because I mean, I've watched these actually all quite recently. Uh, the only mm-hmm. one actually I didn't get managed to catch was Close. Um, yeah. Just kind of run out of time, to be honest, before this podcast. But um, I think The Quiet Girl may just edge it for me. Really? I I think there's the, the completely different films, mind you. One's got a huge amount of scale, um, and it's got like the technical aspects that are much more demanding and stuff like that. But The Quiet Girl is such a soft... I wouldn't say it's an important film... But I think its story is so interesting. It's so well told with very, very little dialogue mm. that I, I don't know. I was quite, I was quite, quite, I was quietly moved by the Quiet Girl. Whereas All Quiet on the Western Front, everything is like uh, sort of in your face, in your face, and so they are completely different. Like I said, it's not much in it, so I think I knew it was going to yeah. win anyway. So I wasn't like setting myself up for disappointment. But again, yeah. it's all from the ones I've watched. Uh, they're all very close in quality. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I haven't seen them all yet, but um, uh, I can see that. As I say, for me, it was a bit more clear. But that's just that's just our opinions, and you're allowed to have your wrong opinion, aren't you? No. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, best production design was next up, which you had All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, Babylon, uh, Elvis, and The Fablemans, in which All Quiet on the Western Western Front won for. Um, I didn't really have any qualms about this. I did think it was, I don't know, I, a part of me thought it was going to be Way of the Water. I know it's more CGI, but you still have to do a lot of designing of sets and stuff. So maybe I thought, I don't know. Um, to be honest, I'm not really an expert on production design. Um, so... I'm not going to argue with that. I think it's a. I I don't think anyone was surprised that All Quiet on the Western Front was winning the, some of the more technical awards. Uh, that's usually what happens, isn't it? You get your big flashy yeah. film that wins those technical awards. Yeah, I think. It, I mean, like like you said, I don't. Well, I mean, I'm with you. I don't really know much about the ins and outs of pro- production design. It's more just like when I've, based on an, like and as an audience member, maybe I would have given Babylon the edge because there's an mm. absolutely staggering uh like the way it's the way uh chazelle shows us the sort of like silent era world of filmmaking in the first like half an hour 40 minutes is just (laughs) unbelievable some of it is crazy but um yeah i like i said there's not too like you're right all quite on the west front seems like that big technical film that was gonna do well in these uh in these awards so um no again i have no problem no problem with it no oh, good. And then uh, uh, original score was next up, which had All Quiet in the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans, which All Quiet in the Western Front won for. Now, for me, this was, again, something that really stuck out. And uh, for me, this was... I would have picked this one. I think there's... A score's an interesting one, because a score, you can just be... 
incredibly well written and just be really really good music but there's something about all quiet in the western front where it has lots of moments of quiet and then you suddenly have the sort of bit and there's something about how that moves the story for me that section just all by the end of the film i had fucking um like chills going up my spine listening to it it just every time it happened it felt like some impending dread was coming up and as much as i think every score nominated is fantastic uh and something like banshees of inner as well really really captures the culture of of um uh where it's set i just think uh there's something to be said about how the score moves the story forward and makes you feel something like that. Um, I didn't get that feeling from any of the other scores uh, as much as I like them. And I think they're all incredible. Um, I don't know if you had that same feeling though. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I think again, it's, it's quite a stacked category. Um, <laughs> it is. Cause like you're right. Banshee's of Insurance is, uh, I think it brings, it very much suits the uh, story it's telling. Um, Everything ever all, all at once was pretty spectacular across the board, uh, and even Babylon was great. Obviously, it's just in Horowitz, and I think leading up to this, I think people were half expecting him to win another Oscar. Yeah. Um, but I sat, I'm talking a lot about Babylon. Like I love it. I don't. <laughs> I think it's it's got a lot of problems. But um, no, I, I think it's your favorite film of the year. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I think technically, <laughs> all, I think all the scores for these films. I mean. Impressive as well, isn't it? That uh, it was is this John Williams? I can't remember the number exactly of how many nominations he's had. Four, I think it was. That is mental. Something like that, yeah. Or maybe That's that was Walt Disney. They, they, there was a bit. There was a bit where jo- Jimmy Kimmel was talking about how the only person nominated for more Oscars than John Williams is now Walt Disney, and I can't remember if he said Walt Disney had fifty four or John John Williams had fifty four. But hasn't Walt I Disney won like what something stupid like? I think he's won more than 54 Oscars, isn't he? Oh, is he? Oh, well, yeah, well, there you <laughs> I go. There's something stupid because have... his name's on, like, every animation short ever for Disney. Yeah, that's so, true, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, well, he wins yeah. on the technicality, but John Williams wins for just being probably the best composer of all time, so... Yeah, that is... It is crazy. Um, but no, deserved winner. Um, yes. And I agree with you. I think I think the way that it's... There's a certain quietness to it and then the just sort of the grandeur of... Um, and the like, the thumping, the, the spine-chilling yeah. score that it gives you, you can know that impending doom is on its way. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. The next category was uh, Best Visual Effects. Um, nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of the Water, The Batman, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun, Maverick. Uh, and Avatar, The Way of the Water won. And uh, to, to be honest... No surprise. <laughs> no surprise. It's the only award, to be honest, I think it definitely deserves. Sure. Um, it's a slog of a movie, but you cannot <laughs> you cannot deny Avatar um, for its visual effects. It's pretty outstanding. That's, do you know what? And it's fine. Like, I haven't seen Way of the Water yet because I don't want to watch a pl- three-hour-plus Avatar film. I didn't like the first one. But if the effects are as good as everyone says and as groundbreaking as the first one is it's a very deserving winner and i think you know that he's james jim cameron's gonna make what fucking seventy five thousand of these avatar films and yeah. if every time if they keep up this quality do you know what just give them all the effects oscars that's fine it deserves yeah, as long as it, it win anything you know? else. 
do you know what is it yeah exactly it's interesting actually do you know what I, i've got a comparison and this is going to sound like a slightly unfair comparison but you'll get what i mean is the first suicide squad film which is fucking yeah. awful terrible film it won for makeup and hairstyling and do you know what i don't think anyone should be angry about that the makeup and hairstyling in the first suicide squad film is fantastic the rest of the film is dog shit but yeah the people who the people who worked so hard on it should be you know should deserve recognition and it's the same thing with this the effects are stunning and you know yeah i can't you can't really argue with that it's the only one it really should be winning you know yeah. if this would this would this would be a different conversation if we were talking about best picture and avatar had walked out as the winner um <laughs> yeah but no it, it's the it's the standard it was the standout in the first film it's the standout of this one and I think even mm-hmm, more absolutely. with this one, you've got the fact yeah. that Avatar was in its, the first Avatar in its own right was like revolutionary visually. Then you've got this one where it's been 13 years and effects of, you know, been progressing and it still manages to feel revolutionary in that way. So I, yeah, I, yeah it's deserved winner. I don't, and, and all I, the other films have got good visual effects, but I think this one was always going to be the standout, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And don't they say that this is the way of water is the most expensive film ever made? Didn't they spend two? Didn't Disney spend two billion dollars on it or something? Oh, did they? Insane. Something like that. Well, they've made Insane. a lot of money back, and I, in a way, I'm uh, I'm quite surprised they've made their money back. I thought I know it's popular film. I know it's a popular film, but like, I didn't realize that. I thought there'd be some people that realized that it, the first one wasn't that good, so they wouldn't be that energized to watch <laughs> yeah. it. But it's still it's yeah. still done amazingly. So yeah, yeah you can't yeah, deny absolutely. it. Absolutely, it's it's I th- I can't remember what number it is, but it is now one of the highest grossing films ever made. Um, I think it's, I, third, it's isn't in the it top now? ten. I think mm, is it? It, it made like it two point two or two point three billion. So that's that would sound about right. Yeah, yeah. which is silly so so the, to the top are there'd be end game and then, oh no Ava, the first avatar then end game then the second avatar yeah <laughs> which is silly but you know that's crazy anyway moving on <laughs> the next category was the best original screenplay uh nominees were the banshees of inishirin uh everything everywhere all at once the fableman's tar and triangle of sadness which um everything everywhere all at once was the winner and mm-hmm. Considering how impressive all of these nominees are, um, like I still don't think there was any doubt that this one deserved to win, and it did, which yeah. I was very happy yeah. about. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a incredibly complex screenplay. Um, not just in in terms of when you're thinking about like the the bit where Joy and Evelyn are jumping between multiverses, but having the same conversation just in a thousand different settings at once. Um, but also just in terms of what the film's actually about, you know, at its heart is obviously Joy and Evelyn, the relationship between a mother and her daughter, but it's also about the relationship between a wife and her husband, uh, and her and her dad and there's just so many moving parts and i don't think any of it ever feels like it gets left behind i think everything is like it's like a really really incredibly well balanced trick of spinning plates uh and everything gets exactly the amount of time it needs um and i think that does come down to just fantastic writing as you say it's a really, really tough category. I think any of these could... I think the only one people might have been a little bit disappointed by was the Fablemans. Um, but I yeah. think the rest of it, I think any of them could have won. Um, 
and most people wouldn't have been disappointed but i'm really really glad everything everywhere got this one well i think you've got all these great nominees i, I think tar's really interesting banshees of Inishirin, i think was probably a close second um but i think with everything everywhere all at once it really like puts the original in original screenplay like it's so original yeah. and also like you said the most important thing it's doing is finding that humanity in an, in like amongst the chaos like it is such a crazy movie but to find that center is so important and it finds it so well um absolutely, absolutely cannot deny uh, that film it's just wonderful absolutely uh next up we had adapted screenplay which was all quiet on the western front glass onion a knives out mystery living top gun maverick and women talking which women talking one top gun maverick i was really surprised to see this in there uh, yeah I have, I have nothing i like the film i think it's a really fun film screenplay is there much going on other than just sort of continuation of the first story i mean the first top gun doesn't exactly have the most miraculous screenplay ever written but anyway not hanging on that women talking winning this is what it's one of the things about the oscars obviously is in past years um there's been they're getting better with representation um especially with people who aren't white <laughs> there's been a lot of um yeah. uh, uh black and asian winners recently which is very important and there's been more representation with women but one thing that people uh i saw people criticizing this year for was the lack of uh nomination for um any uh anything out of acting essentially for women this was basically one of the only uh winners for it um I think it's a very deserved win. Um, it's just a shame that it is one. It does sort of stick out like a sore thumb in that meant pretty much every, everything else was won by a man. But I mean, yeah, I don't know for me. I don't know if this was such a hard category. I haven't seen living. So I know that you think it's really great. Would it, could it have taken it away from women talking? Um, potentially i mean i think it's a deserved women woman talking i absolutely i think sarah polly's wonderful yeah um and i think the film as a very talky film as the title suggests yeah. uh it is just essentially a chamber piece i think i think people think the the initial thought is oh there's a lot of like talking a lot of dialogue the script is obviously very important but i think actually it's it's quite hard to achieve when you're using so much dialogue, I think you're trying to you're trying to convey so much through so many different characters. I think sometimes it can start to get a bit lost, whereas women talking balances it really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I absolutely have no problem with the win. And like I said, Sarah Polly is wonderful. The film is timely and like it it's just balanced very well. Uh living is as a whole, as a film, um I think would is a shame that it didn't win anything and obviously i think the screenplay i know it's adapted from uh ikaru but i think it's doing something interesting with it it's got its own tone i think especially with where mm. it's set and stuff um but i think women talking is still a deserved winner i think it was between the two for me and i i, I understand things like like glass onion and ryan johnson's screenplays for both knives out films have been wonderful um yeah did, you're did right, he win I don't... for the first one did he win for knives out 
Did he win for Knives Out? I can't remember. I can't remember. I might have to look that up in a second. But something I was going to say on women talking, actually, is I feel like we should talk about the winner a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I thought, do you know what? I think it was an interesting sort of uh, comparison would be something like 12 Angry Men. Yes. The idea of sort of being locked in a room and discussing something like that. I, and and it just is interesting that, um, you know, you're talking about the dialogue. I, the first thing I would have said is the dialogue is fantastic, but it's not the only thing that carries the film through. Uh, and it's just an interesting talking about something like 12 Angry Men. It's the same thing. Essentially, it's just people having a conversation in a room, but there is so much more to it than that. Um, yeah, I think it, I yeah, think it glad, understands... It understands the levity of what it's talking about, but also understands, like 12 Angry Men, that you have so many characters in that room that are all sort of heading towards one direction, and it's about how they as characters get there. And I think yeah. the the screenplay balances individuality of each character with like the common goal very, very well. Um, yeah, I, think, I thought it was a brilliant screenplay, uh, and I imagine it's very mm-hmm. difficult to write um and very difficult yeah, to balance yeah. but it's done perfectly um Definitely. maybe uh living sort of like my personal favorite film out of the bunch of them but like um we're not talking about the film as a collective talking about the screenplay sure. and i think women talking was the standout definitely yeah so the next one we had was best sound uh you had all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman elvis and top gun maverick in which top gun maverick won um yeah. I don't know if I have any disagreements with this one. I think there's a few in here you could have picked. I wondered if something like Elvis obviously being nominated, best sound, I wondered how much of the musical element uh, was playing into that, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't know how much you can consider uh, the music part of the sound of the film because they, they they've recently changed this and they used to have two different categories for sound and they sort of merged them into one so it's sort of i don't really know exactly how you um uh define that but i can see why top gun maverick won the the plane sounds are crazy <laughs> and add a lot to it if you see it in the cinema it is definitely worth seeing on a big screen with you know crazy complex sound setups it makes it worth it for sure yeah um, I th- again, no qualms really. Top Gun Maverick win reminds me a little bit of. Do you remember the Deepwater Horizon win? Yeah, it's all so very random. like random, but it's also so very like you understand why it won. Like it's all, it it kind of goes. It's going above and beyond with it. Um, I yeah. agree with you on the Elvis point. Um, I thought maybe actually all quite on the Western Front might have a chance to win this as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think Top Gun Maverick, I think some of its nominations this year, I love the film, I think it's really fun and such a surprisingly good sequel. Um, I don't know if it merits some of them, but I think it definitely deserves this one and probably deserves to win. Yeah, understandable. The next category was Best Original Song. Um, The nominees were Applause in Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Natu Natu from RRR, and This Is A Life 
from everything everywhere all at once and natu natu won uh this is mm. the best award of the night to be honest it, if i don't understand like when you song. watch all these songs live <laughs> it's like yeah sure lady gaga was pretty good and rihanna was great but it's like can you t- honestly tell me there's a better song than natu yeah, natu it's so good it fucking slaps i hadn't heard it because i still haven't seen rr yet i hadn't heard it yet and fucking hell it's a banger isn't it <laughs> it's so good it's really good and i mean this is a life is quite interesting um the performance wasn't particularly good but it's an interesting song but yeah not enough to just fucking slaps it's really good it's really it's good. so good and i because i it, it just took me straight back to that scene in the film where they do it and it's just so long but so good <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's do basically need to watch it. it's just it, the Sorry, scene is basically the two main characters uh they go to they are invited to some like party for all like the british um colonists and they're kind of treated not with with like very little respect and then they like turn it into some like weird like dance off kind of thing but not really <laughs> and then it's just mental it's so good uh i gotta mm. love that film it's so yeah, good it, i do need to watch it do you know, i said i think they said that this is the first film to win Oh, the first song from an Indian production to win an Oscar, which I think yes, is really yeah. good to hear as well. Um, it's nice to have that sort of level of diversity, especially as well. It's nice for Bollywood to get more recognition in Western mainstream because it's a really brilliant area of film that people don't watch enough of. It's one of those, isn't it, where it's probably like there, there is, I think their films, I, f- I find some Bollywood films really long. So it can be quite tough, but um, there are a few out there that are absolutely like. There's quite a lot out there that's fantastic, and I'm so glad RRR has come in and everyone's like sort of opened their eyes. It is mainly because RRR is the most just batshit crazy film, (laughs) one of the most batshit crazy films ever. But no, it's nice. It's nice to see that. I think it's a deserved winner. It's the best song, and if it's bringing that representation in, it's even better. Yeah, absolutely. So the next category was best editing. I can see Phil salivating already. Um, <laughs> the nominees were The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar and Top Gun Maverick. And the winner was Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, one of its uh, seven wins of the night. Um, yeah, I mean, coming from someone who's not a editor, I, I can't really argue with this, if I'm honest. I... Part of me quite likes Elvis, but I don't know if it's just because Elvis is such a flashy film. You know, in the same way that, like, uh, I think we even spoke about this last year, even though it wasn't nominated last year, Trial of the Chicago 7, because that was so flashy, I think it got nominated, but it was actually not very good editing. Whereas in my head, Elvis, it feels a bit more, like, a bit more fluid. So, um, but I think it probably stands out a little bit more because it's just such a flashy film. Um, But everything everywhere at once was, again, just it's just the complete package, and I thought the editing was wonderful. Oh, yeah, I don't think any, anything else deserves to win uh, in this one. I think Elvis is really good, but Elvis is being a sort of musical biopic. Uh, it, the editing is very musical biopic-ish, which is yeah. nothing wrong with that. It is easy to get wrong. See um, fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. Terrible editing, still won the Oscar, which boggles yeah, my mind to this off. day. But everything everywhere, all the ones, is is the clear winner, is the best winner. Um just especially towards the end, towards the climax, the 
being able to make a cohesive story in that chaos i think is an incredible yeah, achievement um and it you could and it's one of those it has flashy moments in it too it has the moment in which it's flicking through all of evelyn's sort of alternate selves i saw people online talking about how uh it should have been normal it should win best effect uh best visual effects for that that's not visual effects that's editing um yeah, yeah and i just think there's so many moments in it where being able to not just sort of glide and move with the chaos but control it um steer it and make everything make sense is an incredibly difficult task that they just absolutely smashed yeah very very easy win for this i think i would have been annoyed if anything else won personally no yeah that's fair um but more it's more like in terms of i i, I agree with you i think it definitely deserved to win i think maybe because i don't um i think elvis just sticks in the mind just because of how flashy it is but uh was wonderful um i do yeah. think actually one of the I always forget from the first Top Gun that although it is really corny 80s uh, action film, that the fighting in it is really good, like the dog fighting. And I, I know that mm. people have picked out in this one that it's even better, and it is. It's fantastic. And the way that the way that they uh, do these fights in the air is wonderful. But I think the first film uh, succeeds at that better than people give it credit for. But I thought... Yeah, definitely. No. Everything everyone wants was deserved, as it was for most of its awards of the night. Yes, and just before moving on, I should probably clarify, I, I do think the Top Gun Maverick and Elvis both have incredible um, editing. I just feel like something like that, a more action-y style film, is easier to give an award to because it's action. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think it's something like Everything Everywhere All at Once is harder to make... Uh, like incredible editing from when it's sort of more drama based uh and that isn't to mean that something like top gun maverick elvis isn't a deserved winner of something like this i still think they're incredibly well but all five of these i think are very very special films um, just out of curiosity but- i know i know we are trying to like go through the categories because if you compare obviously something like banshees of inishirin and tar they're much slower yeah uh, thoughtful kind of um scenes it, what did you think of their editing? Like, what was it about their editing that you liked? Uh, Tar, I think, does really well. It's sort of quite black swanny for me. So, uh, yes, yeah, um, yeah. I think Tar's really, really, really good in the sense that, like, t- in some ways, in comparison to everything everywhere, especially towards the end, you have to control the chaos. Um, when things get crazy, uh, it's not in the same way. You're not jumping multiverses, but um, uh, I think <laughs> they do a fantastic job of that. And Bad Sheets of Inisherin is an interesting one. Um, it didn't. The editing didn't leap out to me the first time I watched it. I can see why it's in there, though. Um, more so, I think it's for things like pacing, because yeah, the film is yeah. really slow and not really a whole lot happens. So being able to keep your interest and making sure you're spending the right amount of time on certain things is a very, very important aspect of editing some a film like Banshees of Inisherin. So I think that's why it probably got the nomination. And deservedly so, you've got to keep people's interests. Very true. You heard it, you heard it here first from the expert. <laughs> from the expert, yeah, clearly. From yeah. the professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next up, we had Best Director. We had Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin. We had Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneier uh, for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, 
we had Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and then Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness, which the Daniels won for. Um, was this ever was this ever up for a debate? <laughs> I don't know if it I think, was. To be honest, but... this this comes back to this conversation. Obviously, award season starts like quite um, sort of obviously the later parts of the year before the Oscars. And because it's such a big, like, there's so many people involved in the conversation and stuff. Like, you have, like, one award show where, like, for example, the Golden Globes, where Steven Spielberg won. And then it's like, okay, Spielberg's, you know, on his way here. And then, you know, then it starts to change and then evolve. But then by the, I always think the last two weeks before the Oscars is when big things change. And mm. it comes very clear on who's going to win in some categories. Mm. And I think the past couple, few weeks before the Oscars, the Daniels were always going to take it, I think, and deservedly so. I would have been pretty... Look, who doesn't love Spielberg? And I actually think The Fablemans is really well-directed in parts. I think it's fabulous. And I actually think it's... Sometimes it shines through, like, old-school Spielberg. Like, he's got a real... Mm. You know, he's got a real knack for uh, filmmaking. Obviously, he's the biggest filmmaker in the world. But um, <laughs> um And I really like Todd Field's... Uh, for tar, but I would have been a bit sure. annoyed if Ruben Ossolin won, if I'm honest. But the Daniels yeah. definitely deserve this. This is, uh, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. This is one of those where I, it's nice that Ruben Ossolin got a nomination, I think, because I do think he's a good director. Oh, Just yeah, of course he is, yeah. for Triangle of Sadness, because we've spoken about it before. Uh, it was on one of our review shows. You can go back and listen to us chat about it. But I've said about how uneven I think the film is, and in some areas, extremely bloated and long um and nominating something like this i know that women talking isn't exactly the most flashy film in the world but i'd say it's better directed than triangle of sadness and this is one of those times where it's kind of like where these are all just men and it's nice that you have someone like daniel kwan who isn't just another white american uh he comes from a more diverse background but I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those where it's kind of like, I don't really know why you're here, Ruben. I'm glad you're here. It's nice, I guess, in some ways that you're getting recognition, but it, yeah, that I mean, spot could have gone to someone. And he, although it's great winning an Oscar, I do still think nominees are important because it puts eyes on films. That there's, there's a few films here that I hadn't heard of before they got nominated for Oscars, and that's going to be the case for quite a lot of people. So I do think yeah. nominations are important. So... I think, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, Ruben Ostland is arguably one of the most interesting directors in the world. Um, mm. His films, he's obviously a, like a favourite at the Cannes Festival and his films are so interesting. But Triangle of Sadness is his worst film. And I have, and like you said, I find Triangle of Sadness really bloated. Um, uh, and although there's that, want that and obviously we, I think before, we, before I'd watched it and you'd watched it, you were talk, telling me about the scene where they are just... Uh, shitting and throwing up everywhere. Uh, that wonderful, lovely scene. Um, yeah. I actually think the first, what, like five, ten minutes of that are absolutely astonishingly directed. Mm-hmm. But then again, it then it falls into when it starts getting out of hand and then it gets dragged on, that's when it goes starts to slip away. And I think that's the problem with the whole film. And I think you're right. I think, I think Sarah Polly deserves a nomination here. I don't understand why she hasn't yeah, been. Well- 
do you know what? it doesn't even have to be specifically sarah polly for women talking uh this was the year of till it was the year of um the woman king uh, and i'm just looking into it fire of love was a directed by a woman you, know what? you had turning red you had low like, there was so many films this year that have been directed by women that have just been completely overlooked Do you know what um, should have been nominated and i think is arguably the maybe second or probably second best oh, film for some. me of 2022 after sun yeah charlotte wells of course but the problem yeah, is of course, there yeah. the problem is there that it got traction because of paul mescal and then people were talking about yeah. his performance and then by the time everyone realized just how good after sun is i think it was a bit late um yeah. which is a shame um but i think yeah, that definitely should she, have been she best could have, direct yeah she could have slotted in there perfectly that's such a wonderful film yeah oh well but i'm glad the daniels won anyway that took a bit of a sidetrack there but i'm really glad the daniels won um uh i think yeah, that yeah, deservedly so they are fantastic fantastic job and it's crazy to think that the directors of films like swiss army man are now multi-oscar winners uh swiss army man is so good it's so good it's um, so good moving on then we have best actor um we had austin butler for elvis colin farrell for the banshees of inisherin brendan, brendan fraser for the whale uh paul mescal for after sun and bill nye for living um is it a surprise that brendan fraser won for the whale i don't know i would i would argue that this was a two two horse race it was between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. Yes, yes, uh, I think it was. Kind of, they kind of both matched in how much they've been awarded in this award season. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know who's. I don't really prefer one or the other because I think they're both brilliant. I'm quite. I'm very happy Brendan Fraser as an actor won, not like performance wise, because as though I love Elvis and I think Austin Butler is fantastic. The more award shows you watch with Austin Butler, he's obviously very new to kind of like how you act when you're nominated for an Oscar and like all this campaigning yeah. and stuff and the kind of like uh, righteousness and a little bit this like, I don't know, uh, he, he got on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whereas yeah, I feel like Brendan yeah. Fraser has just been honest and he's just been like so thankful and just like he's been very internally moved by this changing his career which has been wonderful for him i think he absolutely yeah. deserved this i do think it's still i think everyone in this category was wonderful um but it was yeah. two horse race and i'm glad brendan fraser won definitely and it's one of those where as you're saying earlier oscars love a story this is a perfect story same thing as he who Kwan earlier it's just perfect for someone who uh, especially someone like Brendan Fraser, who's had a really fucking tough go of it, get blacklisted for Hollywood for being sexually assaulted and then just sort of being treated like shit for years and years and years to finally come back, show that he's a really good actor and then get the Oscar for this like really sort of wonderful performance that he's done. Um, I think it would have been, it would have been nice if Austin Butler won, but I, I don't, I can't remember if I said this to you, but I know I've said it to others. He's a really good actor and he will almost certainly win an Oscar in the future. He's not that old. He's, he's a, probably he's got plenty of. He's a bona fide star now, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yes. Like he is. And I know he sounds like Elvis still. And that is also <laughs> <laughs> quite funny, but, um, you know, like he's in the sequel to Dune next year. He is. Now, yep. this is like, this has put him in a position where people are going to be chasing him. He's going to be a, he is a star. Whereas yeah. Brendan Fraser's is kind of just a more important 
win, I think. Um, yeah, and I'm sure Brendan's got some incredible performance with him to come, but you just know that Austin Butler has got a fantastic career ahead of him. And it's one of those, sometimes it is really nice, the young person winning, but also it's just a, you know, maybe it's just it's a better story that Brendan Fraser won. But you know what? It's, it definitely is. And I think and actually it's really is, nice to see um, Paul Mescal and Bo Nye in there, yes. in there as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. It's nice to them to get their recognition too, but it's just one of those where this is what I was saying about it being a wholesome night. These are the people, yeah. these are the the wins that people wanted to see. You want to see Brendan Fraser get up on stage, ball his eyes out, not really know what to say. I do feel like, I don't know, maybe he's just that good of an actor, but I just feel like he didn't think he was going to win. It didn't really seem like he had when, anything prepared to say. No, you know when he walked on and then he goes, oh, so this is what the multiverse looked like. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, that's funny. And I was like, I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what? How is this? He, the he, was, he was looking at. He was looking at. He was looking at the Everything Everywhere crew because they. Oh were yeah, I know. I obviously got that, but I didn't actually know what it meant in context of what he was saying. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's a nice nod to the film. I think it was because Key and Jamie Lee Curtis were sat there with their Oscars. Right, fair. That I makes think more this, sense. I think that's what he was referencing. Don't really right. know what he means but again that i don't really think he knew knew what he was gonna say no it was <laughs> um, sweet wasn't it it was, it was a lovely win it was a lovely speech um uh, very intrigued to see what really he does next as well i think he is in a scorsese film i think oh right he's a big the supporting one Leonardo role, DiCaprio. yeah i think so i think he's in that uh he's definitely in because i remember seeing that he was in this and then there's like one or two other projects with big directors and it was one of those things of like oh my god i really hope this guy comes back and makes a bit of a statement because i really like him not just like i mean i'm sure we all love the mummy but do you know what's interesting they spoke about how two actors from encino man have now got oscars (laughs) yeah because of Kihu Kwan and Brendan Fraser, which is hilarious. Um, no, he just seems like a, such a lovely, nice, genuine person. I always He's thought really, he should have really won for. Uh, I always thought he should have won for George of the Jungle. Uh, yeah, to be fair, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was the, the, it, This is one of those career wins, isn't it? Is that George in the Jungle and Cino Man the Mummy with yeah, a career I like mean, that? How could you, you have to give it to him, don't you? It's like <laughs> exactly that is the same as. Uh, Al Pacino not winning for any of the Godfathers. <laughs> is there anything like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the Mummy trilogy is the same as the Godfather trilogy. It was it kind is, of like we should have given I mean, it, it is to, basically. We should have given it to one of for one of the Godfathers. We should have given it yeah. to you for one of the mummies. You know, here George you of the Jungle is like <laughs> the Scarface in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Encino man then? <laughs> uh, Serpico. <laughs> or dog <Day> afternoon. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> right. Uh on to best actress. Uh the nominees were Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna Diarmas for Blonde, uh Andrea Riseborough, sorry, uh for Two Leslie, uh Michelle Williams for the Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh and Michelle Yeoh won the Oscar and that she did is amazing she deserved it completely 100 um, however that does now mean the two actors from the mummy have won oscars because brendan fraser obviously and she was in the third mummy film oh my god so 
It, to, to be honest, this 2023 Oscars is the year of the mummy and Encino man. <laughs> uh, I agree. Do you know what? I Going into it, I was, I had, I don't know why, I had, guess I convinced myself that Kate Blanchett was going to win for Tar. Um, it just, I don't know if she'd been winning loads of awards beforehand. Um, it just felt like her year, I guess, but I don't know. I'm, it was, really again, it was another two horse race, I think. Yeah, um, are you sad that Michelle Williams wasn't in the running? No, well, it it was well, it started I think because uh, Michelle Yeo won the Golden Globe, yeah, and then Kate Blanchett was winning quite a lot, and I think Michelle Williams was in the conversation, but eventually it came down to pretty neck and neck, even on the night, no idea whether it was going to be Kate Blanchett or Michelle Yeo, and I think yeah. there's an argument there. I say Tar is one of Kate Blanchett's best performances. It is wonderful. But then yeah. the argument is that obviously Kate Blanchett's won two Oscars before. She is a bona fide legend of the game. And then also with Michelle Yeoh, this is, uh, I think it's so much more important to her to win this. And I'm so glad she did. Um, yeah. yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, I was, I, I was quite surprised because I always thought when, when we, when I first watched everything everywhere all at once, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy it started getting recognition and stuff. I didn't actually think the acting would be just because of the kind of film it is in terms of it being like a science fiction film and stuff like that. I was quite surprised when mainstream awards were picking up the nominations for actors, but then to even get Definitely. to this point is absolutely wonderful with, uh, you know, three of the, um, three of the acting performances going to this film. It's just amazing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, my, my, my joke about Michelle Williams is because how much you like Michelle Williams. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't thought... actually. I would have been annoyed if she'd won because, yeah. Uh, although I like her in the Fablemans, I don't know if she's like completely like uh, spellbinding as she has been in other yeah. films. I mean, yeah. maybe she peaked at Manchester by the Sea. I don't know. But <laughs> maybe um, I don't know. But yeah, it's a different kind of film. It's a more showy performance, and I don't. I wasn't a massive fan of it really. But you know. Anyway, Michelle Yeoh, fantastic performance uh well-deserved win and you know it's really nice what she said as well about how uh when she was saying ladies you know don't let anyone tell you that you're past your prime which i think anyone with half a brain cell could have told you that there is no necessary for someone that good there is no past your prime you're if you're good in a role you're good in a role um yeah i don't know i just think it yeah she's well she's well-deserved win she's incredible Um, um yeah i'm really really glad she won yeah, yeah, me too. I think she's, yeah, she fully deserved it. Uh, so we're now moved to the final one. Best picture. I've got my little red envelope in front of me. Um, <laughs> it was announced a week were, ago, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know. <laughs> I, it, got, it got here late, so you know. <laughs> uh, the nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Avatar, The Way of the Water, uh, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fableman's Tar, Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. And the best picture went to Everything, Everywhere, All at Once to conclude yep. its seven wins of the night. Which I think by the time you reach that award, I don't think there's any doubt, and I don't think there should be any doubt, that the best film of the year won the award. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Potentially, it's going to be in contention for best film of the decade, probably. And we're a third year, we're in the third year of the decade. So, um, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. 
deserved win i'm glad that the daniels by the end of it just didn't know what to say on the microphone they were just i don't think they were expecting to win as many as they did uh which was lovely it's nice to see people like that and you know i think even daniel kwan said about how there was a bit where he's basically saying you know to my son i don't expect you to live up to this standard this is not normal this doesn't happen all the time um but it does it does feel like there has been a change in the oscars as of late um it does you know a few years ago if you said that the film about asian americans or last year the film about a deaf family had one best picture five ten years ago you might have said that it, w- it would have been a token win but these aren't token wins these are incredible films and i know some people had a bit of contention about coda winning but i don't know i still think it's an incredible film i still think it was a deserved winner um and I don't, I, anyone who debates everything everywhere winning i've seen a lot of people online after the win complain about it and say the two films that people were saying should have won were avatar way of the water and top gun maverick and out of the list of all the films those are not the two that you should have been getting behind for best no. picture i don't i don't think top gun maverick should have been nominated i think it's a really entertaining film but i just i get you know just throwing about to the fact that there hasn't been enough female representation this year till or the woman king could have easily slipped in there and i don't think anyone would about would about an eye but I don't know. That was just me. I, you can definitely get rid of Avatar Way of the Water from that list and replace it with oh, The Woman sure, King. Yeah. The Woman King's yeah. very good in terms of, well, yeah. it's a very entertaining film. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you've got, you're never going to please everyone. I think there's elements <laughs> of it in where you want the representation, but you also want the best film of the year to win. And it's safe to say that at the Oscars, it's almost never the best film of the year. But in this instant, yeah. <laughs> it is um and it kind of and obviously it, it's uh, showcasing representation as well so it is perfect it's the perfect win um yeah I, there's a lot of films i love you know i thought banshees of inishirin i mean i think the reason we haven't spoken much about banshees of inishirin tar and stuff like that is because they didn't win anything like they, there was a lot yeah. of films that didn't win anything but arguably they didn't deserve to win so you know what can no. you say but um this is easily the best film of the year and i'm really glad it won best picture uh i think if this was the oscars 10 years ago you would have seen the fablemans winning it i think yeah Um, yeah yeah it's that kind of film uh, 10 years ago 10 years ago fablemans would have won best picture kate blanchett would have won tar and austin butler would have won elvis for elvis 100 percent yeah um yeah but I'm glad nice that see. things have changed. Yes. Hopefully they keep changing as well. Hopefully, you know, I think a glaringly a glaringly obvious missing in this selection too in all of these was Decision to Leave, as you said earlier. Uh, not getting nominated for anything. Seems kind of crazy. I wonder if it's one of those that... Because you have to, like... Um, uh, what is it? You have to be in a LA cinema for a week or two yeah. straight to be nominated. I wonder if it didn't qualify for that or something i don't think so because obviously nominated each each country uh puts forward one film don't they so that was i mean for um, everything else so international you don't i don't think you need to be in a uh, in a cinema oh you mean for the the other awards yeah okay sorry everything else do you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah, i just it it not being nominated for international films weird but the fact it's literally not not nominated for anything is really weird it is pretty crazy um Um, so Obviously, that concludes the awards. Out of just as a little 
roundup phil is there an award that you were the most happy about or was there an award and was there an award that you kind of thought i would have preferred someone else to win um everything everywhere winning everything i'm really happy about everywhere uh, all at any once. award that it, yeah every award everywhere <laughs> all at once that's fine um no it's more than fine it's brilliant i'm really really happy it won for everything if it won for more i would not have complained <laughs> um i'm yeah. really really glad uh it's got the recognition it's you know sorely deserves um do you know as i said earlier there's nothing this year that really sticks out as disappointing and it's weird saying this maybe top gun maverick for best sound was my most disappointing but even then i can see why it won um i can i can understand that completely um i think it's more about what wasn't nominated and what was snubbed rather than what won this year i don't know is, yeah. would that be the same for you you think well i mean yeah i mean in terms of what's snubbed obviously we've just said decision to leave should have been there um but i think this is where it comes down to you know me personally the one that i was very happy to see and uh obviously everything everywhere all at once winning everything everywhere all at once <laughs> um <laughs> but no michelle yeo's win was really nice because i think I, I think that was kind of up in the air a little bit when it came to the night so it was really nice that, that came through and i would say like the teeniest tiniest part of me wanted uh stephanie shu or kerry condon to win best supporting actress but that yeah, is such a yeah. minute like thing because jamie lee curtis the person she is the career she's had and the performance she gave absolutely still deserved it definitely is there anything so for me there's two films not getting any nominations at all i don't think either of them got nominations but two things that jumped out at me uh as being snubbed completely for me i felt like the northman and bones and all i think both just being completely ignored i kind of i guess i kind of get bones and all why the oscars might not nominate it but seeing things like everything everywhere getting so much uh notice and i mean is bones and all really that dramatically different in terms of uh out of the mainstream as something like triangle of sadness i don't know yeah but uh i don't know the only other one that i was potentially as i don't know if broker classes is a 2022 or 2023 film which is I, Corey 2022 Eva. isn't it because it was at the Cannes festival last year was it yeah that yeah. not getting any nominations is a disappointing to me. It's not his best film, but I loved it. And not getting nominated for international film seems crazy to me. Um, it's great. It's really, really great. But I don't know. Is there anything else jumps out at you that you would have liked to have seen get recognised? Um, not, uh, not particularly. I think there's some like it would have been nice to see Afterson have a more of involvement. I'm glad sure. Paul Mescal got his nomination and. I thought Living was such a beautiful film. It maybe would have mm. been nice to even see a win. But then again, it's like, what win do you take away from another film? So yeah, it's quite absolutely. tough, isn't it's it? Um, same thing with the uh, same thing there, I think, for Banshees of Inisherin. I would have loved for it to get a win, but what would it have won for? Yeah, I don't think there's any more, really, for me. I think most of it, it was nice to see all the better films of the year being nominated. Um, but yeah, Decision to Leave not being there at all, including international film, is pretty shocking yeah. um but i hope everyone you know managed to watch the best international films because i've managed to squeeze a lot of them in this week uh eo is a particularly unique film yes that's the one about the um the donkey is it 
Yeah, it's about the donkey. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's a really good it's kind of interesting. You've got All Quiet on the Western Front and Argentina 1985 that are quite like big bold films, and then mm-hmm. you've got EO and The Quiet Girl, which say so much without saying anything at all. Um, mm-hmm. So interesting, eclectic group of films, and yeah, I think it, all in all, all the films nominated were a good year, and it was a really consistent year for wins. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Right, so that's us then. If you disagree with us, which I'm sure many of you do, I'm sure you're Top Gun Maverick and Banshees of Inisherin, and I'm going to get some know. like Avatar stands dressed up as a <laughs> yeah Pandorian yeah. typing on the laptop, like yeah, it was so good. It's a fucking weird. Yeah, 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 I'm sure it was. I'm never going to watch it. Um, <laughs> but you can you can tell us how wrong we are um, at many different places on the social medias. We are at Real Reviewing pretty much everywhere. We're on Letterboxd at Reviews from Real. And we're also on Tumblr now. That's a new thing, which we will catch you up on what we're doing with that soon. Uh, reviews from Real. You can find me on Twitter at Philson Wilson. Uh, you can find me at Cosp George, and hopefully in the next few weeks on realreviewing.com, you'll be able to see our best picture nominees ranked from worst to best. Yes, and Avatar's going to be at the bottom of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Do you, the, the only numbers you really need to know, to be honest, is Avatar's at the bottom and everything everywhere is at the top. Everything else in between is like, eh, we'll do whatever we yeah, like on the day. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, we care. We care. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed listening, and I hope to catch you next time. Bye.